This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, as he has been for quite some time, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm doing good. We have a bunch, a plethora of topics to get to. Nice. But before I forget, I made a promise to my next-door neighbor, Rob. Mm-hmm. Rob is... Uh, so, you know when you you just moved? I moved about yeah, a, yeah. a year and a half ago. And you really feel like you you struck gold when you move into an awesome neighborhood oh, with yeah. just good people around. And and I've never really had a bad neighbor, right? But the neighborhood that we moved to is freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's kids that my boys get to play with. And my next door neighbor is just, he's a stud. He's just an awesome sure. dude, right? And so... You know, it's nice out. So he's also a town baseball fan. So we okay. see each other at the Jordan Brewer games every, you know, all the time and whatnot. So he and I were outside. This would have been Sunday. No, excuse me, Saturday. Saturday afternoon. We're just shooting the breeze out in the yard. And um, he gave me grief because Rob is a guy where his yard is freaking immaculate. Perfect. Sure. It is if he hired somebody. To come every day to manicure, it looks like a golf course. Okay, that's perfect. how that's yeah. how good his yard is. I love it. I love that guy. Mine yeah. looks like the S- Sahara Desert. No, and to the point where I just said, "Nah, no." Well, and so he said, "He goes, well, you when you do your show, you you got to ask Mike how to fix this because." I'm embarrassed to be your next. Door Ask neighbor. Rob. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. Well, but anyway, yeah. but he he. So you came up okay. in conversation okay. at at my residence over mm-hmm. over the weekend. But well, okay. Here, can I full disclosure? Yeah. So it's been a dry summer. Yeah, they make these. What are they called? Hoses and sprinklers. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. so it's been a little busy in the Reavers household mm-hmm. with uh, travel baseball and my baseball and work and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to a point about, I don't know, two or three, and I just went, to hell with it. I, I just, I can't keep up. If it's not going to rain, I can run my sprinklers 24 hours a day. It ain't going to matter, right? You really are a victim here. You really are. Thank I, you. I see Thank how you. you were going for victim status, and I think really Thank you, you might just be, it's the world conspiring against you Thank to you. have a crappy looking yard. Thank you Yet, very much. Although Rob no. can have a perfect one. Right. You, on the other hand... Just aren't going to go ahead. Grass looks like carpet. Yeah, that's great. That's the best. I love that. I would love him as a neighbor. He and I would be out there. So this guy is such a good buddy of yours, right? Yes. And he's going to be a great buddy. Do you ever like say, "Hey, Rob, you want to throw the ball and just stand out in the street and just play catch <laughs> together?" And does he have boys or kids? Uh, he has one daughter. He has one daughter. Yep. So I mean, he could be out there. You guys could be all throwing the balls together. Wouldn't that be fun? Sure. Have a buddy that like so. I I have a big grassy area in my house, and my buddy said. We should we should like maybe get our gloves. And I said, sure. So we started throwing the ball back and forth. And about six or seven good throws, I'm like, ah, what have I done to my shoulder? I mean, instantly. And then we were throwing the football and I was trying to throw it as far as I possibly could. Sure. And I think my body said, You haven't done this for a while, Mike. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't try to throw it as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. But that's fun. So when you and like your middle aged buddies are just throwing the ball around. Well, we did start the neighborhood game of catch. This was a while back, a couple months ago, when there was a graduation party at, at one of the other neighbors' house mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of people out and you know, everyone at the graduation party's half in the bag and there's they started 
busting out the mitts. And, I, and of course, my boys got all excited, yeah. so they went over there to join the party, yeah. and they didn't care. No. And all of a sudden, Dad, get over here. I'm like, I'm not playing I'm not catch going, yeah. <laughs> with 15 you know, people. That, yeah, let me go get my glove. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but uh, um, okay, so basically what your advice to me is, it's your fault. Uh, just let it go. Yeah, no one cares. No, no one did. cares. No one cares that you're busy. No one right. cares. Your law lawn doesn't care. Your neighbors do not care. But they I always take the advice that you've given me over the years to heart where I've always said, okay, Mike says don't water your grass unless it's really early in the morning or late at night after the I sun mean, goes I mean, down. Hypothetically, yeah. Right, early, because that's, that's optimal, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. optimal. The, the water can actually sit around it. It doesn't evaporate right out. And, yeah. it could be because the people, and I've always laughed, because the people that water their grass at noon, mm-hmm. well, they're basically just wasting water. No, well, not really. I mean, some of it's still getting on there, but if it's super hot, it can set up little prisms on your grass, like the droplets. Yeah. can set up prisms and can burn your grass. See? But I then there's guys attention. like me who kind of putting down so much water, the city calls me and says, you must have a leak. And I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> it's really dry. And I'm putting down water on the grass. Got it. So I am actually getting it. I go the other direction. But I had, like I said, I had a bunch of new grass put in, so I had to water it, right? Otherwise, it was going to die. And that was too expensive not to water. It's expensive to water, too. Strangely enough, water's not free. And it, it is, Reavers, it is something you should pride yourself in, right? right? I mean, it just says that man has life under control, right? Yeah. You could maybe... Uh, Learn a thing about getting a roller on the backside of your lawnmower so when you roll it, it lays the grass down one direction and then lays it back the other. You could really do that. Because I'm pretty sure Saturday when I did I did cut my grass, I believe that's the first time I needed to in about a month. Are you kidding? And I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah. You got. I gotta, You should take a picture up. Should I put it on Does Twitter? Now, I mean... Do you think your wife is still attracted to you? I mean, is, does that no, work? No, no, she's not at okay, all. No, I, uh-uh. So, okay, this isn't something where she's looking at you saying, oh, my God, we have the best yard on the block. No, she's not to, mad. To be yeah, honest, yeah. Um, I don't think she cares. You don't think she cares? Well, okay. no, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because she has a lot of landscaping and things like that, and she'll mm-hmm. kind of look around going, huh. Huh. Well, I guess we're going to have well, gray grass this what's year. What's nice is the boys are getting real close to the age of helping you weed, right? Like you grab a five gallon bucket and you say, kids, go till you fill that five gallon bucket up, right? Sure. Just go. And and they don't have to get the roots out. They don't have to be perfect. They just need to go, right? And I've done that a couple times with my girls. Strangely, when I can convince my kids to work, they're actually quite good at it. It's the getting around to convincing them to work because sometimes it's more work just to get them to work. Right. Right. So, but you know, my kids are a little older. They 100% legitimately can be doing this stuff. And I think, well, why, why am I out here doing all this? Right. They're in there laying down. On right? their phones. At, at two o'clock in the afternoon, they haven't come out of their bedroom. It's like, get going. Let's go. Right. Get up here and do that. So for those of you that are, might be new to the program, Mike and I started this show as a show called The Beer Show, and it was on AM radio back in the day, and then we transitioned to podcast format some time ago. And we have really been at the forefront of this news story. Mm-hmm. And I particularly love watching when things like this happen to companies that make certain decisions, I don't, and I don't know why. And for instance, uh, on Sunday, I took a lot of glee in Megan rep up, 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 whatever her name yeah. is, missing the penalty kick. Yeah. I that gave me joy Ugh. because if you're going to be an outspoken turd to that mm-hmm. degree and disrespect, then fine, not, not a nice person. karma yeah. is a B word, yep. yep. you know what? But Anheuser Busch, what did they do now? Is in the news again, Michael. Oh no. You, we've been kind of on the forefront we of this. Followed this whole we, we have chronicled this entire endeavor since mm. day one. Well. This took place, I believe this was yesterday, 
So, oh, so I'm sorry, and it was, has been updated 32 minutes ago. Anheuser-Busch slash InBev is selling eight beer and beverage brands to cannabis company Tilray Brands just one month after the beer giant laid off hundreds of its U.S. workers mm. amid a slump in U.S. sales of Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch will sell Shock Top, Blue Point, Breckenridge Brewery, Red Hook Brewery, Highball Energy, and other brands to the cannabis company for an undisclosed amount. Tilray Brands announced the sale, which is expected to close this year and will be paid in cash, includes hunt, er, includes breweries and brew pubs associated with the brands as well as current employees. Andy Thomas, president of the high-end business unit at Anheuser-Busch, told the Wall Street Journal that Tilray first expressed interest in the brands and breweries earlier this year. Last week, AB reported a drop in sales and profit in the last quarter as it continues to face fallout over their controversial partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. AB's revenue in the U.S. fell more than 10% last quarter compared to the same period last year. According to its third quarter earnings report, the company said the drop was primarily due to the volume decline of Bud Light amid the conservative-led boycott of the brand. Operating profit at the U.S. unit dropped by nearly 30% as well. That's interesting, right? I wonder if those brands that they sold, I mean, hey, we want out. Oh yeah, just we want. Can you do that though? That was gonna be my question. Oh, why couldn't you? Right? But no, no, no. Can you as let's say you're Shock Top? Sure. Can you say, hey, uh, we want no part of you guys anymore? Because no, 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 they're owned by Shock Top. What are they gonna say? I mean, their own. They okay. they own Shock gotcha. Top, right? Gotcha. There is no one at Shock Top anymore that could ever have said anything, gotcha. right? Okay. It's the president of AB. Um, that is really an interesting story. I wonder if those those labels made any money, right? Or if they just were like, let's jettison these anyways because they're not making any money, mm-hmm. right? They're still brands that you and I know and the world may know, but they might not have been super profitable. I wonder. So, but the, I, I, oh, sorry, okay. sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but it, it still goes back to just how out of touch certain segments of brand. You know what I mean? The fact that the woman we 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 ripped the hell out mm. of her when this when this happened. How can you possibly be sure. that stupid yeah. and that out of touch with your core core group audience? Yeah. How can you be that stupid? Yeah, yeah. You Sorry. know, I I go back to and I'm thinking if anyone from Bud Light is listening from Anheuser Busch, right? InBev, if they're listening, I think we would be great advertising sponsors for Bud Light. You and I. We would, huh? Because we would get on and say, get over it. Whatever. So what? Pull up your pants. Let's get moving. No one cares. You're not a victim because we did an ad with Dylan Mulvaney. We're not going to drink that crap, though, are we? Yes. Because if they had a message that said that would resonate with guys like us to say, get over it. Let's go. Drink some Bud Light. Bud Light's cheap. It's decent beer. Who cares? I think some people would say... Okay, we've we've penalized you enough now, but they the, what they're doing is they're still just we're so sorry that we did this. Don't be sorry now. Say get over it. Move on. Let's go, boys. Come on, grab some Bud Light and let's go. That may be true, but I've heard some of the whether it's radio or TV ads mm-hmm. where you hear the dramatic music, yeah, and then you hear the remember when. A man was a man. You know, you'll yes. hear you'll yeah. hear those ad, that mm. Budweiser is clearly trying to say, mm. please.
please take us yeah, back. Please. We're so sorry. And to me, it just, it, I get it. I know why they're doing it, but it reeks of desperation. Yeah. I yeah. mean, reeks of yes. desperation. It's just another fake message. But a real message could be, get over it. It was a 12-pack sent to a guy dressed like a girl. Get over how it. How about they go, I got an even better message for them. Yeah. They should just do the, you know what? We effed up. We're sorry. That's right. Yeah. That's like, probably like, a like you haven't made a mistake. Yeah. We made one. You've made one. Get back on the thing. We don't care. Bud Light's going to be super cheap for the next two quarters. Start drinking it again. We're not asking. Well, you've made mistakes. Quit penalizing us to the point of everyone's losing their job here yeah. for this stupid th- thing. And then the world could say, okay, that's the kind of apology we need, right? One that says, you know, get off your high horse. And I would be glad for a small amount. What do we need in ad revenue here for a couple million bucks for the show? Ah, five bucks. I don't know. Five five dollars to two million dollars. We would be glad to be the spokespeople for Bud Light. I guess guess what I had last night? Some Bud Lights. You did not. I did too. No, you so you wanna you wanna hear the best story? Sure. So I'm playing a golf course that was kind of closed yesterday. Right. So at night, the on Mondays, usually golf courses have tournaments and the particular golf course I was playing when they don't have a tournament, they kind of let people play. Right. Okay. But none of the water jugs are filled. None of the half halfway houses so it's are kind of like you're on your own. You're just on your own. Right. And they have some carts out and they have a couple guys there to get you going, but that's it. So I'm playing and about a whole 10, I'm like, I need something to drink. Like, like I, you know, everything's empty. I could maybe run into the locker room, whatever, to get a drink. But I'm like, this is weird. So I turned to my buddies and I said, hey, would any of our wives, like, grab some beers and drag them up here for us? And one guy lives one block away, one block away. And he said, <laughs> not a chance. She's, <laughs> he's never going to do it. Another guy said, ah, she has some people over. I call my sweet Nicole. And I say, hey, Nikki, could you send one of our daughters to to grab some booze, grab some beers and bring them up to the golf course, catch us on hole 12. It will be perfect cuz we're we're just dying of thirst, literally right. dying of thirst. Not dying of thirst, but you know what I mean, yep. just thirsty. And she says, "Harper can't do it, my oldest daughter, but I can." <gasps> oh. And I said, "Well, you got your mom there." And she goes, "My mom's coming with me." So all of a sudden, Who's the coolest guy out of the group? I'm handing beers off to other foursomes. They're like, where'd you get these? I'm like, my wife. And they're like, my, you could see the look in their eye. Like your the, the wife jealousy. dropped a, you know, yes. so, and what she did, which was really cool is she, we have this uh, beer fridge thing and she went in and grabbed like five beers of five different varieties. So we had a big chunk. Yeah, a selection. We had, we had some Bud Lights. We had some Mick Ultras. We had some Miller Lights. And then the, the beer that's been really good. And I don't know if you've had this yet. Bush Light Peach. You had that? I have not. It's a peach flavored, obviously, but peach looking can. I'm sure it's just for the summer. It is really good for one or two beers, right? You can't have too I much. I do of recall last year when we were hosting the state amateur baseball tournament, and it was long days in the sun. F- try to find some shade, mm-hmm. take care of the field, sit back down, find some shade. So it was a lot of that. Yep, rinse, yep. recycle, repeat. And a lot of those guys were drinking that bush light apple. Oh. And I remember having one of those thinking, oh, that's not bad. It's not that bad. I'm yeah. not going to have another one. Okay. But one was, one was kind of refreshing. So bush light apple. I didn't know they had that, but this was the bush light peach, right? Ah. And deli- uh, we had five of them, five guys taste tested, and we're like, this is a great one beer. It's a one-off great beer. So I felt 
so cool. I mean, <laughs> not not every day. Like I feel cool when I bring my wife place. Beautiful, right? And people look and they say, Mike must have something, right? Because right? I mean, I get it. I, I know what she brings to the table. She's infinitely better looking than I am. So I, I get that. <laughs> so, but this time she didn't even like, she didn't have to use her beauty. She just used her, I'm, ju- I'm running up to this fence, handing 20 some beers over the the thing to you. I ran back up. I looked like I was 12 years old stealing a puppy. You know, I'm just running around. I get back up and the guys are, and just so happened to one guy's 50th birthday is today. Right. So it kind of all worked out and I was like, what a great, great time. So that was my story that really made my day. Nice. That really made my day. Well, the only other thing I was going to add about the Bushlight controversy, well, I don't even think it's a controversy. What did I say? Bushlight. Yeah. Sorry. Bud Light. Is um, there was a TMZ interview with former owner Billy Bush, mm-hmm. um, and he just basically went on to say, you know, Bud Light is no longer America's beer, and his father and grandfather would have rolled over in their graves if they saw what there's you know, what, what's happening today. That, right? But when you watch the video, you see the glee in his face, like you idiots. Yeah, you know, I'm so glad we sold. Or you know, sure. Because what does he care? Yeah, I they, mean, they, they walked away with their billions of dollars or whatever it I was. No, but you still have some affinity for the brand. Well, You'd of say, course. What, what have they done? In man? fact, we got an email uh, on the Garage Logic podcast. I don't remember the gentleman's name that emailed it. Said, "Well, how has this affected you know Bush Stadium, the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and and has it?" And I f- said on the show, I said, "Well, here's the deal. I was just down there for a game in April." And this took place years ago where a lot of people in St. Louis basically turned their back on on the Bush brand because mm-hmm. the family sold Bush out. Bush or Bud, Budweiser brand? Well, Bush, Bush, the Bush family yes, yes, yes. owns okay. Budweiser. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. a lot of them, because you know when you go to a Cardinals game, you have a Budweiser. Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah, what yeah, you yeah, do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people have said, nah, we're, we're done. You yeah, guys sold out. not locally owned. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there is a little bit of a different sense of that community feeling when it involves you know the St. Louis, the, the, the king of beers, blah, I, blah, blah. I keep going back to that thing that I brought up the other day where, you know, buy American, Made in American, yep. right? Owned by America. Sure. And I, it, it's really, really difficult. So in our stores, we have like 36,000 unique items, right? And some of them will say made in America on them, right? And we like to promote those items. Problem is, is it's so hard. In years past, we used to put little American flag stickers on the bin tags. So people would say, oh, that's made in America. That's, you know, I'm going to go. Easy to recognize. But it's not so easy to figure out anymore. Right. I mean, you just you can't even figure out where the thing's made or, you know, sure. or it's made in Mexico, but by an American company. You know, it's, it's just not so easy to figure out anymore. So but I think there's going to be a day where we as we retrench across the world, we say, OK, let's start buying stuff from American companies made by Americans here in America. That has that that has some things. Did we ever talk <laughs> Justin Trudeau? When I, because when I say America, I'm forgetting that North America also has Canada in it. Okay, right. Well, I did, don't think Justin has ever come up on this program. Did you? Did you? I, I listened to you and Joe talk about them, and and you guys were talking about how Melania Trump had an affinity at, for him. Looked at Justin yes. that way, and I never thought Justin would be a fan of Melania. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I'm trying to find it, but he never seemed like a real masculine guy. No, no. And I, I'm not saying I don't have a problem with it. Did you see his I'm a Barbie, Team Barbie that's, post? That's what I was going to bring up. Well, what's yeah. he thinking? What's well, he, what's he thinking? He's either completely unaware, yeah. which I would lean towards, or he's feeding the beast. I mean, he, he can't think 
that I don't know. Wasn't one of the responses from a well-known um, person on social media, mm-hmm. basically saying, "Anyone surprised?" Yeah, is that is it? <laughs> well, uh, he, so if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Trudeau is he's wearing a pink sweatshirt. With, is it his son? Who's, I have no idea who that is. It's a it's a it's a young male. So a young I didn't man know if that wearing was like his... a satin pink, super tight shirt. Yeah, and they it said we're Team Barbie, and I thought, huh. That just seems like I wouldn't want. Can you picture Joseph Robinette Biden doing that? No. Can you picture Donald Trump doing? Could you picture Ronald Reagan doing that? No, God, no. Because you know, you know how you win a Cold War. You don't wear a pink sweatshirt, and I have a pink sweatshirt. I don't personally care, but I'm not the ruler of the free world or the ruler of Canada, right? Right. You don't. You don't just say, "Hey, by the way, if you push me over, you could have my country." <laughs> Because I think that's what he's probably saying in that. Although there are compelling stories about him being Fidel Castro's son. The the, the I've seen the face side by side comparison. Side by side comparison. Yeah. Pictures of his mother and Fidel. They were close, so it's very possible that he's Fidel Castro's son. I don't know that to be true, but if that has any any sort of truth but to it, but that's the beauty of this show is we just like to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. It, I get it's a conspiracy, but some of them you just pray are true, right? Because wouldn't that be really cool? Yes. I I have a friend who's a Secret Service agent, and when— Whoa, 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 whoa. So they have them. They're real, they're real people. He's a real Secret Service agent based out of Minnesota, and he was— Time out. Yeah, yeah. I've known you how long now? And this is um, yeah, the first I'm hearing that you ha- you know somebody that's a Secret Service agent? Yep, yep. That, but the, you got to remember, not all Secret Service agents protect the president. I mean, they, they do many other things. I— I am bills, so intrigued. Do, yeah. So anyways, this guy, when Fidel came to Minnesota for a visit, this was years ago, 20 plus years ago, he came to Minnesota. My buddy worked on his security detail here when he was in the United States. Wow. Really, really cool. So um, he, my buddy knew he was an avid baseball player, that Fidel was a baseball player. In fact, tried out for the Minnesota whatever. Did you know that? Twins. No, it was before the Twins, like the Minnesota Lakers or whatever. Okay. Tried out. Did you not know this? No. He came to pitch here in Minnesota, and he didn't make the team. Huh. Then he became a dictator in, in pretty interesting story, right? Okay. So my buddy hands him a baseball and says, sir, w- w- if I could please get your autograph. Fidel takes it, signs it. My buddy's so nervous that he grabs it with his sweaty palm, his the <laughs> signature right on his sweaty palm. The ink. You can still see the Fidel Castro. You can still see it, but... It's not a pristine thing anymore. And he's like, I had one chance to get Fidel Castro's. I, I'm not saying you should be excited to get Fidel Castro's, you know. But it's interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a piece of, 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 of memorabilia that not many people would have. Will you make me a promise? Yeah. I, is this a friend that's willing to discuss? Uh, I don't know if he could. In fact, I don't know if I could even tell that story. Oh. Like, I, I don't know if it's, I mean, it's years ago. Because that would be... An unbelievable, compelling guest to have on this show. You, you know what else? Who else I ran into that would be a compelling be- guest? Who's that? In one of my stores, Mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter. Right? <laughs> what's gonna, the first, we're we're going to go public what, with what's this? What's the first thing I say to Melvin Carter? You say, hey, Melvin, um, why are my property taxes so no, high? No. Okay. I said, I appreciate, I know you have to be doing the best job. Right? I know you're trying. Right? I think we all want a beautiful St. Paul. Right, because I wanted to lay down the groundwork. Uh, we think don't he's a, know not a bad that. guy, and I don't personally know him, so I wouldn't really throw him under the bus because I don't know him. Okay. Maybe, maybe he's a great guy. Actually, I know people that know him, like Brian Alton knows, or uh, Joe Alton knows him. 
says he's great, okay. right? P- people I know know him and really, really like him. And I said, you know, um, I, I know this guy. Have you ever heard of the Garage Logic podcast, Joe Suchere? And the first thing he says is, I, I tried calling him. I, I, he has my cell phone number. I wanted to go out to lunch with him. And I said, well, that seems impossible because Joe would call him. Right. Am I mistaken? No. Um, no? Sometimes uh, Joe... Uh, well, you've known Joe a long time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you've actually known Joe longer than I have. Probably so, I think. And uh, sometimes Joe has a great idea or is given an idea mm-hmm. and really likes the idea and then literally forgets about it 10 seconds later. Really? Yeah. Okay. He seems like, because I, I personally think Joe, in, in the, so the people that know, I'm going to say this real quick. We are the sister podcast to the Garage Logic podcast, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, Chris Reavers, my co-host here, is the producer of that show. So you produce what happens on that show. Yep. And, and Joe, of course, does a huge chunk of that too. So I think Joe super respectfully interviews people that don't agree with him. Oh, yeah. He's never I've a gotcha guy. I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. He never goes... In fact, he's developed kind of great friendships with people that have totally divergent views from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, former Governor Dayton, yes. right? I think they would consider themselves really friendly. Sure. Right? And I want. And I said to Mayor Carter, I said he would never be anything but kind to you, right? And I, I did say, Joe likes to say that, uh, you know, Mr. Mayor has, or Melvin, has the ability as this young black mayor that he could really transition the thought of what's happening in St. Paul to a huge positive. And I, and I, Joe can of course express that Joe's way. <laughs> and Melvin said, well, thank you. That's nice. I, I really think I could. I'm like, I really think you think you could too. I wish you'd hear from a guy like Joe, mm-hmm. right? Cause Joe is just going to do it in an elegant fashion. So at some point in time, I'd like to revisit Joe and Melvin at least having a lunch together. I think it's right? important. Because I, I think Melvin could learn from, not. I, um, I don't mean to say learn as in it's derogatory like Melvin needs to learn something, but I think he could hear from Joe. I think Joe would be one of the very few that could express it in a way that maybe the mayor would say, hey, that's kind of a good point. May I ask a delicate question? Sure. What was he doing in your store? Shopping. He was just buying don't, hardware. Don't we shop? Don't yeah, that's, right. that's what I was, I didn't know, was he yeah. campaigning? Was No, he, he was just working. He was working on a home project. Huh. That's, in fact, that's how I went up to and I said, hey, what can I help you find today? And I said, are, are, are you our mayor? And he goes, yeah. And I said, oh, okay. I thought you'd, first of all, it was like at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I thought you'd maybe be at work. <laughs> I thought you'd be running the city. Uh, I, you know, I was joking in my sure. mind. I'm sure he has time off or what he was doing. But he was doing a home project and, and my team helped him out and, and it was great. And that all, that all worked out. And he was, uh, he said, thank you for running businesses in St. Paul. I mean, he was just, he was a true, true nice guy. And you and, said, thank you very much for making me charge my customers five cents for plastic bags. No, no, I didn't. I actually, I don't. Or is that Minneapolis? That's Minneapolis. But I, I really don't even want to do that to the guy. I'd rather have him like me. Because I think if you like somebody, they might listen to you a little bit more. Sure. But if I just got off the handle on him, he's not going to do it. And and in reality, we might want the exact same thing, right? We might want a safe, beautiful, clean, I believe that. secure, yeah, I believe that. everybody succeeding. We all want the same thing. It's just how do we get to the end, right? We're all going different ways. Yeah. But I, so someday, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to um, e- email Joe, I'll, Joe a long email and say, hey, when do you want to meet with Melvin? That's a good idea. I like Melvin. Um, so one of the subjects that I wanted to uh, touch on, we did g- get into a little bit on Garage Logic, but I was absolutely floored by this story. And I know you're 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 going to fly blind here a little okay. bit, but 
you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But the Baltimore Orioles made a little bit of news yesterday. Mm. Um, their announcer, Kevin Brown, was suspended after he read statistics about the team that showed their poor performance against the Tampa Bay Rays in the past, prompting a seemingly unedited stream of criticism from other announcers. Brown, the primary Orioles play-by-play commentator for Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, was suspended indefinitely indefinitely after his comments before the July 23rd game against the Tampa Bay Rays, the New York Post reported. Quote, The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 here at Tropicana Field, already got three and two at the Trop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined, Brown said on air. Apparently, that was too far. The announcer was downgraded to the radio broadcast for the Orioles series against the Philadelphia Phillies and has been absent from television for eight games, save for two nationally televised matchups. We don't comment on personal matters, a senior team official told the website Awful Announcing. We look forward to hearing Kevin's voice very soon, they added. Well, since this all surfaced, several, Mm -hmm. and I mean damn near every on-air announcer has openly bashed the Orioles executives both during games and on other shows to the point where I don't remember who it was. It might have been Michael Kay. But basically said, uh, hey, Baltimore, uh, I got news for you. If you don't want Kevin to do your games, there's 29 other teams that will take him in a heartbeat. Oh, really? Okay. I just don't, here's what I don't get. And I, and I said, I didn't say this as much as I'm going to talk about it now, but I get that a lot of the teams, in, and it's not just in this market, but it's all across the country. A lot of the teams have basically taken control over their, over their broadcast mm-hmm. crews. Um, football is the biggest club that you have going, but it's the case with basketball, with football, with baseball. I get all that. So they own the TV station. They own correct, the, and yeah. it's because it's one of their main sources of of revenue, mm-hmm. and they're that's all they're trying to do is to protect that bottom line. So I get all of that, and there is you can tell. Royce and I used to do this bit on the radio show of. How is, at the time, you know, Fox Sports North, now Bally Sports North, how are they going to spin this god-awful Twins loss yeah, today, yeah. right? It, it, it's it's almost comical because you just expect it. But this is on a level I can't even imagine. What he said was incredibly benign. It included graphics yep. on the screen it was a planned developed thing. Yeah. by the broadcast yep. team. Yeah. And what well, I mean, if if I'm just to kind of paraphrase what he said is, we used to be kind of poor against the Rays. They Which were, they, they were, were. They were eating, but now we're we're, we're playing we're, better. We're playing better. Things are turning around. And oh, and by the Rays aren't aren't just some slouch club this year. We're beating a, a pretty decent team. I think and it was it was like, hey, we're going the right direction. Right? I think it's funny because there's a lot of people that when they hear you know, and I, I I'm not going to take shots at anybody, especially here in town, but. When you want to sit here and think that you're getting the inside story, mm-hmm. no, you're really only getting information from one entity that has access. Yeah, because this just in, ladies and gentlemen, all of those teams control the access. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, if if your if your organization doesn't have broadcast rights to certain sports teams, they're not going to be able to get the 
interviews that they want. Yep. That's just how yep. the game's played in 2023. So in the past, sadly and unfortunately, when, when um, KSTP would have the Twins, sure, it was a KSTP broadcaster not working for the Twins. He'd work for Hubbard, sure, and he would broadcast the game uh, without a. Uh, a pony in the race, right? I mean, obviously he would have been a Twins fan potentially, but he wasn't going to just say, oh, everything the Twins are doing is great, right? Yeah, right? Because he wasn't owned by the Twins. He was owned by Hubbard or, or, or hired by Hubbard. And now the Twins own all their broadcasters. That is a, So who's the owner of the Orioles? That's uh, the Angelos family. We just, it's Peter is still the principal chairman, I believe, but his son now basically runs the operation. Is he a thin-skinned weenie? The... Family does have a very bad reputation, just in terms of the way they do their business. Okay. They're, yeah, they're, they do not have a good reputation. So the opposite of the Polads, because the Polads have a great reputation as being frugal, yet half of Minnesota really gets that. We're like, we get it. Sure. And But kind of Minnesota, a gentleman, there's yeah. no very little drama in the yeah. Polad organization, right? Yeah. In, in fact, fact, I'll even say this. I think all of the ownership groups in this market in are this pretty market. damn good. Yeah, are to, pretty good. To be honest, I mean, yep. we sure an issue might pop up here and there, but but by and large, the ownership groups in this town are pretty damn and good. And we, we jettisoned the ones that were bad, right? Hockey didn't we have a bad? Uh, or didn't didn't the Stars have some? Oh, Norm stuff. Green. Yeah, yeah, Norm Green. Bleep Norm Green. We had Norm Green. Uh, we had Red McCombs. You couldn't get a better gentleman than Red McCombs. Purple pride. Yeah, that's right. Purple pride. <laughs> well, that is really a shame for that guy. Hopefully he bounces back because I think the world would say, hey, what are you doing? He's our guy. Oh, I just love the yeah. fact that it, it became basically a nonstop Twitter thread of every single different broadcast team mm. ripping the Orioles to shreds. Yeah, it makes the Orioles very look deserving, really thin-skinned. Very right? deserving. Makes them look super thin-skinned and just fearful that someone would ever look up their record to see how they did against the Rays. Before I forget to mention, by the way, our friends at Harmony Spirits are here to take care of you. And you know what? Sure, it's August. Sure, mm-hmm. summer might be quote-unquote winding down, but there's still plenty of time to make it down to that beautiful tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota. And you know what? As you approach leaf-peeping season, make sure you put Harmony, Harmony, Minnesota on your rotation of places to travel to because that tasting room is awesome. They're always rotating that cocktail menu right there in Harmony, Minnesota. And check out their website. I know the, the golf tournament was this week, but they have a lot of cool events, um, whether it's car shows, all sorts of different stuff that takes place uh, right there at the Tasting Room in Harmony, Minnesota. And also, please continue to go into your local liquor store and continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. It's handcrafted spirits made right here in the great state of Minnesota, and they've been good supporters of this show, and they're great dudes, and we want to see them continue to succeed in Harmony, Minnesota. Leaf peeping season? We're approaching it. it. I love saying that because it irritates the hell out of Joe. Isn't that kind of a like a... Peeping Tom, no, I, I don't know. It has peeping. kind of a connotation like you're a pervert. No, no, no. Looking We're at go leaves. Leaf peeping. Okay, leaf peeping. We are going to go leaf. <laughs> They'll peeping. come to you, folks. They'll come to us. You're not a leaf peeper. I sure I am. It's beautiful. It's beautiful <laughs> to go not, do it, right? right? Um, oh, and then I also oh, not that I want to end the show on, on a sad note, but we mentioned this during Garage Logic. But sadly, we did lose loyal GLer Anna from Adamidi, who mm. basically, and she she came on the show. When she first had her initial diagnosis and just basically said, you know what, whatever I got left, I'm, you know, I'm going to enjoy my life to the fullest. And she truly, she came to our events for crying out loud. That's how much of a dedicated fan she was. And she's just literally one of the nicest human beings around. And her family kept us, you know, in touch about her diagnosis and the fact that, hey, she's, 
she's fighting, but she needs some prayers right now. And I just wanted to take a second on this show to to wish the family nothing but the best because truly she was that person that you knew, okay, we're doing a live event. She's going to be she's there. She's going to be there. Yeah. And she's going to, you're, you're going to chat with her because she wants to know about, she she would come up to me and she'd mm-hmm. say, how are the boys doing? How's your yeah. wife doing? How, is it, ba- you know, are they, ba- it's, that's just the sure. kind of person she just was. a sweet gal. She just, yeah. just. Absolute salt of the earth, the P one, and we are going to miss her dearly because she just was a just a sweet, sweet woman. God so I, I wanted to I, I wanted to make a quick mention of that. So, God rest the soul of Anna from Matamidi. And you know what? We were mentioning this on the show. The state fair is not going to be the same without it. She was the one person that would stick around and watch us. Yes, you know, yeah, the, like hey, there's a gal out in the. <laughs> I, I do remember one of the first times we were out there, and I was like, hey, there's this woman. She's waiting the whole time right, for us. Right, and it was like one of the producers' girlfriends or something. God, there's literally no. No one out there watching us. <laughs> Reavers, you're the best. Thank you, Michael. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would greatly appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.